start what? A grand revolution? Yes. You know, start. Guerrilla warfare? You know, start, um, you know, a... Taking a, a new recreational f- drugs? I was, I was going to say an improv comedy troupe, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that would be fun. You know what? You know, I always wonder... You know, there's improv comedy, and I think people kind of recognize that as a, you know, a, a genuine evil in this world. Yes. Why don't we have improv like, you know, improv like horror or like improv um, drama? Why don't you do improv horror. Whoa! <laughs> See improv. Those are jokes here. Yes, I, I am. Get a knife my, out. My genius horror movie idea is a movie. Sorry, that was so God, funny. That, that's <laughs> Um, is a movie about like gang stalking. So like the whole movie is just like this lady or like a man. It could be a man too. I think it'd be, you know, it seems more like a lady kind of role. Mm-hmm. Like is doing like double takes pretty much the whole time because like things just keep happening. And then yeah. at the end you just learn she's being gang stalked. Or the whole time she thinks she's being gang stalked and then she just realized she's insane. And she has to go in the loony bin. And you're saying that that could be done as an improv thing? No, no. Oh, that's just a movie you want to see. Oh, you, okay. You just want to see a movie about gang stalking. I don't know. Seems like it'd be kind of a... Seems like we're scraping the bottom of the bin on horror movies. I think they need to throw that one in the mix. I think there's a lot of movies like that are kind of like... Probably at least a little bit like gang stalking-ish. You know? Uh-huh. Like, Maybe I just haven't watched them. Like, I haven't seen like Men in Black. Like Those aliens got gang stalked by... People. Those aliens got oppressed by the government. Yeah, yeah, but Will Smith, no less, and Tommy Lee Jones. I would let Tommy Lee Jones gang stalk me. That's what I just wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. Um. Also, AJ. AJ is coming in with some harsh opinions lately about the podcast. Our assistant, who does no work, she she said that last episode, your hot take on is the poll is not back yet, but. Generally, people are saying that you're wrong, that dogs can roar. What? Oh. But you're talking about a roar and a bark being like pretty much the same thing. Yeah. So, so, she, so she says... She says that's stupid. And what makes her the authority of dogs? You know? She does actually work at a dog kennel. I mean... She has more authority about dogs than you do. I mean, I'm a lawyer, but you don't see me like going out, outside and telling people like what the law is. I think that would honestly lead to some very <laughs> nasty events for people, you know? So, I don't know, AJ, like, oh. you know, who are knows? Are you threatening AJ with a nasty event? What? <laughs> are you threatening AJ with a nasty event? You know, more and more, it seems like a nasty event is just kind of me just like trying to like hang out with people and enjoy myself. So it's like, yeah, probably, you know, yeah. <laughs> This whole started because you jump scared me and she said she got really scared when you roared in the last episode. Well, roars are supposed to be scary. Like, you know. Also, like, you edit these things. Take the, take, take, take the volume down, you know. Like, no, I, no, I kind of like it when it's, you know, a big change. It wakes people up. Oh, okay. So, 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 you, so, you, so you approved of, the, of this volume. Oh, yeah. I sent it right through. All right, AJ. Well, I'm going to just backtrack all of that and say I'm sorry for the volume and like Grace should really do a better job, you know, keeping her audience in mind when she's editing. All right. So what's the next thing? Well, do you want to talk about news? What's that? News? That was the only thing AJ said. Oh, well, okay. She, her correction though was... I mean, I feel like she says like... we talked about this. AJ says like, I feel like nine or ten mean things a day. And so you only have one thing in the AJ past week. AJ only answers my text messages when she's going to say something mean about me. <sighs> yeah. She, she said that... So in episode 26... When we talked about the murder of Fred Ostrich, that the guy that was living in the attic, mm-hmm. um, I said that there was a new girl episode 
where the loft had a man living in the attic crawl space, but it was actually happy endings, which is uh-huh. a show I highly recommend. I also said it what didn't happen in New Girl. But yeah. you let me gaslight you. You didn't like step up and be like, no, that's wrong. Which I appreciate, I guess. Quick aside on gaslighting, it's just such a fine line because sometimes, you know, sometimes you're just wrong. So it's like, you know, um, I don't know. But I know. feel like, I feel like actually, no, you're right. This wouldn't be gaslighting because I thought I was correct. So I was just trying to impose my correctness on you, but actually, I yeah. was wrong. I did kind of like go through a very brief, like, not episode, but it's like, I was just thinking, like, you know, I've seen like every episode of New Girl, like, probably three times a piece. Like, I was just kind of thinking, like, how did I miss this episode? Yeah, like, what, like, what weird thing was I going through in life where, so like, I was not they, retaining memories of this episode? That they you took know? off all the platforms. It's like the, the one missing episode. So I was, so I was starting to question my, my reality. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I think that's something. Yeah, that is something. That all could right. be something that gets implemented into my gang stalking movie. Yeah. You know? I think it'd be called Double Take. You know? It'd be double called Double Take. take. Oh, oh. 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 Okay. There'd be a lot of that. It'd be like a. Hello? <laughs> you know? Yahoo! Okay. Keep moving. Alright. <laughs> well, our first bit of news is one that I found extremely exciting. So, Hank the Tank, a large black bear and notorious bandit, was finally captured near Lake Tahoe. Hank, which is formerly actually now known as Bear 64F, is a large female bear behind at least 21 breaking and entering cases in the area. 21. She has been watched by South Lake Tahoe authorities since February 2022. Authorities thought there was one single male bear that was the cause of 152 reports of conflict behavior, including 28 break-ins. The bear was then dubbed Hank the Tank and gained internet fame. Do you remember hearing about Hank the Tank? I feel like this was kind of still when like people are a little tentative about COVID slash like yeah, death in the winter. Actually, so I feel yeah. like this was like big news. We're like, there's a bear wreaking havoc. Go actually, on. yeah, I, I think actually now that you mentioned it being around COVID, I think I kind of remember it being like a very like slow news update from like yeah. a side store or something like that, you know, on last podcast. It was pretty yeah. exciting. Yeah. So anyway. You ever heard of that show, last podcast? Hmm. No, it sounds familiar. Weird. Just check it out. All right. Continue. All right. Uh, <laughs> what? We like shamelessly, not that like, I think everyone that probably listens to this, which includes my sister, my dad, that's about it. Mm-hmm. I think they listen to last podcast, so we're really not helping them, you know, fire up any new listeners. They don't, they don't need any, you know. No, they don't. They, they, so, Hank the Tank. Hank the Tank. It's actually not one bear, it's three bears with similar patterns of behavior. Just kind of like on each other's shoulders in a big trench coat? Yes. Okay, cool. They, you know, one person, like, one bear causes a diversion, one bear, like, actually breaks in, and the other one just holds the bag. Yeah. Anyway, uh, these bears have been feasting on human food, and one resident has reported that. Thought you were gonna say human flesh. Maybe that too. All right, I'll, 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 uh, I'll stop interrupting. That one of the Hanks ate a two-gallon tub of ice cream out of her neighbor's trash can, which is honestly just impressive. That's a lot of ice cream. I agree. Oh, okay. Forrest approves. So the bear captured last Friday, which is Bear sixty-four F was committing some of these crimes, including most of the break-ins, twenty-one out of twenty-eight. I don't know how they know it's this bear. But I think it might have something to do with, like, DNA linkage. Anyway. And she has been bringing her three cubs along. So, normally conflict bears are euthanized, but the residents of the community of Lake Tahoe blame the bear's behavior on unsecured garbage cans and habitat encroachment, which is true. This bear was immobilized by tranquilizer dart last Friday morning, but according to state officials, this was a 400-pound female black bear. And this is exceptionally large, as normal black bears in the U.S. like weigh 100 to 300 pounds. 
So it's a big chunk. It's a large bear. Yeah, big bear. The female bear, 64F, was also responsible for ripping off screen doors, parts of garage doors, scratching up cars, and, of course, rummaging in garbage cans. So Bear 64F will be relocated to Colorado Sanctuary, and the Colorado, Colorado Governor Jared Polis welcomed the bear and dubbed her Henrietta the Tank. Hmm. So she got a name change. In the sanctuary, she will be delivered food instead of stealing it on a 300-acre habitat, which is very similar to what she had in California. And the three cubs will be relocated to Colorado, but with the hopes that they can be returned to the wild. Whereas Henrietta, she's in for life. She's in for life. Oh, yeah. She's, she can't, she's, she's a danger to society at this point. <laughs> Well, she's a big girl. You're a big girl. She's a big girl. Indeed. All right. Well, I think that was, um, you know, it's nice that all stories, nice when a story has a happy ending, yeah. I suppose, you know? I, this, this episode's going to be very animal-themed. Unintentionally, right. but it's now just, like, at this point, very animal-themed. Okay. And... I'm ready. Today, well, I still have more news, but... Okay. Quick, quick anecdote. Today, okay. I told you this, but I was listening to the new My Favorite Murder episode, and they talk about Night of the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. and... Ever since then, listening to Tooth and Claw was the first person I heard talking about it. And that, like, three-part episode of Tooth and Claw about Night of the Grizzlies is fantastic. The one we listened to in Mammoth Cave National Park. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going with this. But I'm just like, ever since then, like, listening to that, I've been very nervous about bears. Oh, you know, I don't like, know. Like, I feel like I need to get bear spray when I go to Vermont. I don't even know if they have bears. No, you just need, like, karate moves and, like, aim for the throat, you Like, know? just to carry a pizza in your pocket to, like, throw off somewhere. Well, I was going to say, like, carry a pizza box. You can always just, like, wing the pizza box into their oh, necks, you know. Just take razor blades th- to the outside? Thro- yeah, throat punch, you know. Yeah. Hard to get to Hawaii, you know. You're right. All right, so, next news. Did you get oh, that reference? No. That's why I ignored it. Oh, there's a very strange scene in this movie, Hard to get to Hawaii, where <laughs> a man... A man and another man are throwing a frisbee back and forth, and the guy like switches the frisbees and he throws a frisbee uh, line with razor blades and it cuts off the other man's head. You should look it up on YouTube. Hard ticket to Hawaii frisbee scene. It's pretty good. Four to five stars. Wow. Continue. All right. I was gonna say, is there something we have to put your sixty second? I need like a little sound effect that's like your sixty second movie starts. It'll be like a start to the race. Ah, uh, hard to go to why it's, you know. All right, well, you, you only yeah. get one per thing, so save it until Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to back that You're one. You're not wasting on that one? No, okay. no, no, So, a community in Florida has been overrun by domestic bunnies. The 81 home community of Wilton Manors has been home to about 60 to 100 lionhead rabbits for two years since an illegal breeder let them loose two years ago. Isn't that cute? The population of rabbits <laughs> are very friendly and will come up to residents looking for food. However, they have been causing trouble to the neighborhood, digging in gardens, chewing wires, and of course, pooping all over the place. Well, that'll happen. Bunnies poop a lot. Like, we had bunnies when we were young. After my, our, like, family dog died, my sister and I, mainly supported by me, were, like, really begging for another pet. First, there was a dog. We weren't getting a dog. And then I was just running through the list of all these other animals that I could get. And my parents finally gave in when we settled on bunnies, which I don't know why, because they're extremely messy and they poop everywhere. They smell. Yeah, that's a good point. Especially when you get two boys, because we got two boys. And you really need to get them fixed, or else they like they like spray like this little scent, like really stinky pee all over. Don't like they, isn't that, isn't that what cats do, too? Yeah. Yeah. They kind of are similar. I feel like they kind of... The, yeah. You can, like, litter box train them, but, like, ours didn't really do that. Like, they still just shit everywhere. I wonder why bunnies eat and poop so much. I feel like, I feel like they have, like... And I have no idea if this is, like, how it works. they just move fast. Yeah, I feel, like, well, I feel like they have, like, a lot of, like, nervous energy. Their gestation you know? period is, like, very fast, too. Interesting. I think you can kill a bunny by, like, fright. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're wild. They're very high-strung. Yeah. yeah. 
So the community and a small group of supporters are raising money to capture, neuter, vaccinate, shelter, and hopefully find new homes for this population of exotic pets. These bunnies, I guess, like, obviously domestic bunnies and, like, rabbits are very different. And they cannot eat the same thing. Not to mention the fact that neither of them are anything close to a hare. Or jackrabbit. Do jackrabbits exist? No. Okay. I thought they did when I was a kid because they always went in our Texas Roadhouse. No. I was like, no way, Mom. It's right there. God, I love a good hair, you know? Mm. They're pretty cool. Yeah, hair's cool. I don't really cool. understand the difference between them, though. I feel oh, I, 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 I like we had an hours-long conversation about the difference between, between hairs and rabbits. Hairs are, like, more athletic. I've, like, hairs like a Usain Bolt. I'm a rabbit. I feel like hairs, like, yeah, I feel like they, like, stand up just a little bit more. I feel like their ears are taller. Like, because, like, rabbits, I feel like, are made to, like, be, like, hunkered to the ground. Yeah. Maybe, and, I, and I feel like hairs are a little, like, more, like, pronounced. I don't know. I'm, I feel like hairs live in more arid climates. Whereas, like, rabbits are more, like, far spread. Yeah, honestly, that makes a, a lot of sense. I didn't think Pongo, about that. Yeah. Look that up. Is that your assistant name? Pongo? Pongo. Who's Pongo? Oh, me. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, Pongo. Oh, Look sure. Look at the difference between a rabbit and a hare. All right. So, the effort will not be easy process as very few veterinarians <laughs> treat rabbits and finding home for the animals may be a long road. The group is in a hurry to find these rabbits' homes as they are not living their best life out in the wild. According to, well, not according to what PETA says, but that is besides Whoa. The what? I was right. Hares are distinguished from rabbits by their larger size, longer ears, and longer hind legs. Well, I didn't say uh, larger size and lo- longer hind legs, but I said they're a little more like upright. Have you ever seen like a Finnish giant rabbit, like domestic rabbit? Are they bigger than those? Those aren't rabbits. Those are like the size of a corgi. Yeah, but those aren't rabbits, you know? They have, they have ears, big ears. Yeah, but bears have ears too. They're not rabbits. But, I mean, it's still a bunny. Like, it's still a rabbit. I disagree, you know? What is it then? A horse? Rabbits are actually more related to horses than rodents. Look, I've seen those, and you want me to tell, you, you want to tell me that this, like, yeah, three foot long, you know, two foot tall, 112 pound, you <laughs> Has know. Has killed a family of five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look up Finnish giant. And again, another situation where you're definitely wrong. It is definitely a rabbit. It's just a big bunny. No, no I'm not saying it's not like zoologically classified oh, as a rabbit. Okay. I'm just saying these zoologists are wrong. Oh, okay. you know, you're yeah. Right. People, people who studied this for their whole lives. Can you imagine studying big rabbits for your whole life? Big bunnies. Just so much shit everywhere. Just to have like some fucking schlub on a small podcast call you wrong. <laughs> you're you know? wrong. It's yeah. not a rabbit. Man, what a... It's a corgi. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. So, these rabbits are often traffic hazards and men facing threats living outdoors. The breed has very thick coats, which has led to overheating in the hot Florida weather. Can you imagine? That'd be terrible. You know what they should do? They should release, uh, like, some coyotes to get them. I think there are coyotes in Florida. <laughs> More coyotes. Well, I'll explain that in a second. Hold your horses. Uh, though these bunnies hmm. can survive seven to nine years in a proper home, they live much shorter and more brutal, hard lives out in the out in the wilderness. Of- brutal, hard lives. It's because they're like getting hit by cars and like starving and dying of heat exhaustion. Oh, I thought they were like they're not like getting held to- by some like eight year old who's like putting clothes yeah. on it, which honestly sounds worse. I was like, say, like, what are they? struggling actors you know like, yeah what are they currently <laughs> the strike yeah so many of the rabbits die but since rabbits can produce two to six offspring every month starting at three months old the population has like survived through this time so the rabbits are dying off at a rapid rate but they also just you know they're just banging it out so they're fine hmm. okay i thought you were gonna you know have more to say 
No. The rabbits <laughs> and invasive species start to Florida, according to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. They have plenty on their plate because they have, they have Burmese pythons now and lionfish with their killing off native species. Giant African snails are eating stucco and spreading human diseases. And iguanas are just crawling all over the place, causing havoc. So Florida's iguanas got all these also other smell issues. bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're lizards. I feel like lizards all kind of smell bad. I mean, not like a nice, like, gecko, you know? They're kind of nice. Not, not like a lice. Uh, are geckos reptiles or amphibians? <sighs> Next question. All right. <laughs> we'll scare <laughs> Well, we can move on to the real thing now. The real segment. The real shebang. Shebang, shebang. I thought... Shebang, What were we just talking about where you said that that's going to come up later and then it just didn't come up later? Oh, well, you were talking... We were talking about, I think, like, the population of bunnies, and I was going to say it's thriving because they just, you know, have so many kin. Oh, coyote. No, no, no. Oh, okay. But I'm saying, like, what are the coyotes? Oh, the coyote. Well, I think they probably are getting attacked by, like, coyotes and stuff, but, like, they just have so many babies that they re- reproduce so fast. More coyotes. What's, what's the problem, man? <laughs> it's the coyotes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, this week, I wanted to talk about a, another animal situation, but this is more violence. This is an attack. Oh. So, I'm going to talk about the story of Mo the Chimp. Mo the Chimp? I think we we have heard about this on other various podcasts, and I think we have talked about this before, but oh. it's a very violent, violent attack. Uh, you know how I feel about chimps and I know. You're, you're nervous and... around apes. I'm not nervous. I'm just anti-chimp, and I'm anti, you know, small. Well, I, I'm anti, well, I'm... I'm, I'm, really, really I'm vehemently opposed to gorillas. Yeah. yeah, you're scared of gorillas. And like, and, like, and, like, and like, what is a chimp but like a small servant to the to the gorilla, you know? I think they're all just, you know... Like, what is a, what is a, what is a chimp but like a, a squire to the gorilla, you know? Like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a dark hand-rubbing squire doing the nefarious chimps bidding. Chimps would seem more mischievous than gorillas. Gorillas would just come and just like tear your arms off, but like chimps <laughs> would like light you on fire and then start eating you. Yeah, and then pass you on to the gorilla. Yeah, and then, and then the gorilla yeah. takes arms off. Yeah. So, well, this family thinks differently, and they love their chimp. So, a man named St. James Davis, a NASCAR K&N Pro Series West driver. Uh, he liked cars. That's all I got from that. Good enough. Adopted a baby chimp named Mo in 1967. The story goes that Tanzanian poachers killed Mo's mother shortly after he was born and left the orphan baby. St. James chose to take the baby chimp with him back to the United States. And St. James had signed up with a merchant chimp as a deckhand after he left his soon-to-be life, LaDonna, at the altar. And he was concerned that being a married man would get between him and his cars. So, fast forward. LaDonna, him, break up. He leaves her at the altar. He chooses to go to Africa. Comes back with a chimp. LaDonna was actually excited about their new child slash chimp. And took Mo in as her own. Mo lived in their home with them, wore clothes, and used a toilet and took showers. St. James even took Mo to work with him at his auto body shop in a sling across his chest. What was that called? I feel like we've talked about getting one of those for Smokey. It's called a papoose. A papoose, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Wait, so the, the lady just took him back in yeah, after running they, out to Africa and coming back with a chimp? Yes, they, they got back together. I didn't, I didn't really look into details of their relationship, but yes... The, he left her at the altar, came back with a chimp. They got back together, raised the chimp together. Seems like a minor miscalculation on that lady's part. But Continue. actually, well, I think they're still together to this day, so. 
Hmm. Maybe it's a good thing. Spoiler. Mo eventually participated in LaDonna and St. James's wedding as a flower boy and best man. Mo was the star of the wedding, even though he peed on a lady. Mo, unlike the animal that lives in our home, Smokey, I'm talking to you, uh, picked up acting. He appeared in a few shows and commercials and even participating in a fundraising kissing booth with Lassie. So Mo had a job. Mo paid rent. You know, more, more than we can say for some small, hairy, you know, four appendage beasts around here. Yeah. You know. So. More than the average gorilla is going to do for you, too. No less. I you think know? a gorilla could have just, like, moved our whole house for us, though. We wouldn't have had to hire movers. We could just have the gorilla do a it. The gorilla would not have, like, moved our house. It would have pooped in the house and killed us. <laughs> so continue. <laughs> Not Harambe, though. Harambe would have helped. No. If he was still alive. (laughs) I'm not going to, like, get your podcast ostracized more than I do every single time I'm on this thing. But Harambe tried to kill a kid and he deserved to die. Oh, God. I think sorting Harambe would help you in the the polls. No. Hmm. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, like, compromise my integrity for understanding what really happened that day in Cincinnati just to, like, you know, get some... Just, just have AJ be less mean to me, you know. Like I don't, you know. Come on, I don't do you think do? AJ probably supports Harambe either. Sticks out for Harambe, am I right, folks? Anyway, zippers, <laughs> zippers, clothes for out of celebration of Harambe's death. Continue. I don't know. Oh wow! So Mo helped apprehend a car thief in 1998. He was at his outdoor enclosure and began rattling the cage and clapping. When the Donna and a friend went to check on him, there was a man in a ski mask emerging from a car. And then they called the police, and when the police, police arrived, the man was gone, but Mo was pointing to the next door home, and when they went to investigate, the suspicious man was in the yard. Hmm. So Mo is a hero right now. Uh, <laughs> trouble, trouble began when with Mo after he had lived with the Davises for almost 30 years. So he was like a 30-year-old living in their home. Hmm. He did not go out, He His acting apparently wasn't supporting him. And in 1997, Mo bit a woman's finger and a lawsuit followed. As Mo got older, he got a little more aggressive, as chimps do. At this point, Mo was a middle-aged chimp and about four feet tall, weighing 130 pounds. In the 1990s, Mo was housed in a 10-foot by 12-foot enclosure in the Davis home. One day in August of 1998, he escaped after being frightened by an electric shock that resulted from repairs being done on his enclosure. Local police officers were called to help restrain Mo. Mo dented a police vehicle and mauled an officer's hand while resisting capture. The officer required medical treatment and the rehabilitation apparently cost a quarter of a million dollars. That seems steep, but I like read that on multiple things. A quarter of a million dollars? I feel like we would take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. He must have really messed up his hand. Yeah. Um, I mean, like 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 a nice new prosthetic hand, you know? Well, I think he like... Yeah, or maybe just a lot of surgery and a lot of, like, therapy. Yeah, I can see it costing $250,000, you know? Yeah. yeah. I guess that makes it sound less. You probably just you 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 didn't have insurance. I'm pretty, sure, like, I'm pretty sure just, like, a prescription for, like, Xanax is probably, like, $250,000. you're just not so a government insurance. insurance. What's he's that? A police officer. He's a, he's a police officer. I mean, he says he's a police officer. Maybe he just, like, goes off the gun every day and just, like, makes sure no one fucks up. <laughs> he's an impersonator. Yeah. Well, then Mo, then yeah. Mo was right. Mo should have attacked him. <laughs> On September 2nd of 1999, a visitor came to see Mo, but against the Davis's warning, the woman extended her hand into Mo's cage and Mo bit her. The woman had red nails, like painted red nails, which Mo may have confused with his favorite snack, licorice. Hmm. Hmm. Seems he liked those more than red vines, too. The woman sued the Davises, and, but they settled out of court. 
The officials in West Covina, which is where the Davises lived, relocated Mo after this incident to an animal sanctuary the next day. Uh, the Davises were wrecked from losing a member of their family. Housing chimps in a private residence is banned or prohibited now in 22 states in D.C., but the Humane Society of the U.S. still estimates that there are as many as 15,000 chimps living as pets, quote-unquote pets, in the U.S. That seems like a lot. That's a lot. 15,000? Yeah. It's like a small town of chimps. Isn't that scary? Yeah, I mean, I'm haunted. Wait, so 15,000 ch- uh, chimps all congregated in, in one US. place? Yeah. There's 15,000 chimpanzees in the United States what, alone right that's now. That's what the Humane Society That said. can't be true. Life's too good here. Like, there can't be that many chimps. A lot of people, like, I feel like there's probably some weirdos out there that have, like, 12 chimps in their house. Like, nobody knows about it. I don't know. I'd smell them. You know? <laughs> Those things reek. They, yeah. yeah, they do stink. Yeah. The Davises unsuccessfully fought to regain custody of Mo and filed a civil rights lawsuit against West Covina, California in 2002. The city ultimately agreed to pay the Davises $100,000 plus $225,000 to purchase a home near Baldwin Park, California, so they could be near Mo, but ultimately they were not allowed to bring Mo back into their home. So the city paid for them to relocate so they could be closer to their chimp. You know, Isn't thing, that wild? things are different in, in, in Australia. <laughs> California. You know? This is in California? Yeah. <laughs> wait, a, wait, a, wait a fucking second. I thought this whole thing was in California. It is in California. No, no, sorry. I thought, oh, I thought, I thought it was in Australia. Yeah, you know? it's in California. Well, now, well, now it makes perfect sense. No, that fucking, makes so much more sense. Fucking West Coast commies, you know, oh, paying, paying, paying for chimps getting, you know, getting sent everywhere, you know? I feel like this is a Florida story. I feel like this is happening in Florida. Well, think, like, in Florida, like, no, like... <sighs> Florida, this probably happens bi-weekly. Yeah, but like the community doesn't oh, support it. People out. just stand and watch in yeah, Florida. <laughs> in in California, I guess they like find ways to like celebrate such naughty behavior. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Davises regularly visited Mo at the sanctuary. But this was in California. Yeah. I feel like I've heard this one the entire time I thought it was in Australia. No, it's California. I mean, Australia would never let this shit fly. Maybe I just think about like chimps and like just wild shit. I just like, well, the, well <laughs> that's a different concept. Well, like, I don't need to listen to the plot. <laughs> like, I don't need to listen to like the location of this because I know where this is, you know? Australia? Yeah. I feel like Australia, I wonder if they even allow like exotic pets. Like, what are Australia? Pongo. What are Australia's exotic like pet laws? Because they're like very strict about like their. Like imports, you know, because they're an island. Well, they have all the exotic pets. We t- we try they to take them. Chips. You're telling me are there there they are no chimps. Can you imagine the kangaroos out there just punching the chimps? There's yeah. they they definitely have. Are there chimps in Australia? This not is, this wild is such chimps. A, what? No chimps are in the outback. Um. Yes, there are. No, there aren't. Where do you think? Okay. Chimps well, you come you from? you also think. Um. Yeah. There's the uh, Taronga Conservation. Australia. Okay, wild chimps. Are there wild monkeys in Australia? Wild chimps. Okay, fine. Chimps aren't monkeys. All right, whatever. So there are no wild monkeys in Australia. Mm. And there should be because as we know, Australia is merely a prison continent. And as we also know, (laughs) all monkeys should be in prison. Continue, please, with the podcast. (laughs) You're just scared. You're so scared of monkeys and apes. Wait, are you scared of monkeys? Like, do you think any monkeys are cute? Apes are like chimps and like orangutans and like gorillas. I know you don't like apes, but do you like monkeys? Orangutans appear wise here and there to me. They do. They have a, they have a smart face. And I believe, you know, perhaps a nice macaw, maybe. Macaw's a bird. Macaque. But it's pronounced macaw. No, it's not. 
Macaw's the bird, the parrot. I believe they're both pronounced macaw. <laughs> There's one bird, bright, fluffy, flight-taking macaw, mm-hmm. and one macaw that will bite your face off and give you herpes bee. Well, I didn't know that. So let's maybe maybe just the orangutan. The, the orangutans look like look like someone I could reason with before they kill me. I, you you're know? right. You're right. Did you know? So macaques, the rhesus macaque, is like we study them a little bit. Yes. And they can carry herpes B, which I guess is like seventy percent fatal in humans. Hmm. Like it's just like you know a virus to the, the macaques, but in humans, very dangerous. Just because you 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 might bring in like just some like wild like virus into the. Um... Well, because it's blood-borne, and, like, sometimes... We don't really get blood samples a lot, but if we did, and you got, like, blood on, like, in your blood... Macaque blood? Yeah, and they had the virus, you could get the virus. Interesting. Very scary. Hmm. Anyway, so, Moe's at the sanctuary. The Davises regularly visited the one in Baldwin Park, but the Baldwin Park one had a licensing issue, so Moe was moved to an Animal Haven Ranch near Bakersfield, California... This sanctuary only harvests six primates in addition to Mo on a 22-acre lot. So the Davises visited Animal Haven Ranch on March 3rd of 2005 to celebrate Mo's 39th birthday. That's crazy. He's so old. Mo well, was 39, 39 years old. Uh, they brought Mo up. a birthday cake and sat at a table next to Mo's enclosure. They also brought him toys, candy hearts, chocolate milk, which was Mo's favorite beverage, and a raspberry-filled sheet cake for their little party. LaDonna said Mo clapped his hands when he saw them, and she began to cut the cake for his little party. After LaDonna began to cut the second slice out of the cake, she noticed another chimp had escaped to their enclosure, like out of her periphery. LaDonna recalls making eye contact with the teenage male chimp, which instantly changed his demeanor. This escaped chimp immediately then rushed up and bit off LaDonna's thumb. St. James pushed LaDonna under the table to protect her from this loose chimp, who is not Mo. It's a different chimp. Is out. Moe's in his cage right now. They then noticed a second chimp was also loose. The two young chimps were named Buddy and Ollie. Buddy and Ollie had been with a Hollywood animal trainer but grew too strong and aggressive, so they were surrendered to the sanctuary. Two other female chimps also escaped during this attack but were not involved. So Buddy and Ollie both then started attacking St. James, one concentrating his attack on St. James's face while the other attacked his foot. The sanctuary owner's son in law, Mark Carthers, Shot... Carruthers, I believe. Carruthers. Carruthers. That looks correct. Shot Buddy in the head with a forty-five caliber revolver while Ollie dragged St. James's body away. Mark then followed the chimp and had to kill this chimp, too. So he, like, recalls, like, pretty much having to, like, walk up, like, point blank to these, like, monkeys, like, eating this guy's face and, like, shoot them in the head. Shot in the head? Well, you know what they say. The only good chimp is an orangutan. (laughs) Bitch, that was going to say something else there, huh? Do you think orangutan... I wonder if there's any orangutan attacks... What? Orangutan attacks? I feel like they're too thoughtful, you know? I feel like there's just not that many of them. Odds are less likely, you know? Well, there's you have to go King find Louis from the Jungle Book. He's a nice one. I yeah. don't think he attacked anybody. Wait, well, King Louis was... He was a bear. Uh, no, what? that was Baloo. That was Baloo. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. Disney's making each of these movies like three times now. <laughs> you eventually got to know I the characters' names. I only watched the original names. good one. Yeah, we... You thought like the you, you you thought from the Lion King you thought you thought it was like Timothy and like Pimba and so like <laughs> Timon and Pumba. Hey, Pimba turned into uh, a nice little inside joke. So that's very good. There we go. Don't be complaining. <laughs> uh, so two the two chimps destroyed most of Saint James's fingers left 
foot, buttocks, both testicles, part of his torso, and parts of his face. Taking his ass, just like from Spongebob, where like the giant worm just eats, takes a big bite of the guy's ass. Is that like one of those innuendos that gets thrown into Spongebob, you think? Because he's eating ass? I don't know. I maybe, but like it's also just funny. It's the guy, just, the guy's just, funny. just yeah. butt got bit off, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So his face got attacked as well, and including his nose and lips. First responding paramedic said it looked like a grizzly bear attack. The grown male chimps usually are around five feet to five and a half feet tall and weigh from a hundred to one hundred and twenty pounds. They're strong and aggressive with other body strength. That is said to be about five times more than the average human, which is nuts. Yeah. Uh, St. James spent six months in the hospital recovering from the attack, spending a portion of this time in a coma. Between 2005 and 2009, he underwent 60 surgeries. St. James has a prosthetic eye and two slits where his nose once was now. The Davises were uninsured, but did not sue Animal Haven, who also did not have liability insurance. So they really just had to pay for this all themselves, which is... Sucks. You know what this whole story really kind of gets down to, you know? Having insurance. Incredibly important, you know? But what, you know, what, what this story really speaks to me is when, a, when, a, when, a, when an animal or just like an entire species of creature are just such violent, horrific creatures, you can't just, you know, try to make a relationship with like one of them and think it's going to go well. You know? I think this is like the whole reason we have like exotic animal laws. Because like, don't bring them into your home. Our beagle, for example, extremely docile, tries to attack you. You just like throw peanut butter on the floor and he stops. Well, However. I believe I believe this allegory was properly discussed in oh. the 1990 oh. film Congo. Have oh, you seen it? Oh no. Do I need to start the timer? Uh, you know. If you, Wait, if you, is, if this, you is this better or worse than The Beast? The Beast? What movie is that? The Beast movie with the lions? Oh, in much better than the lions. Okay, was so right, <clears throat> so anyway, don't don't start the timer. Uh, you know, this is this would be great. This would be great. All right, so the, the years <laughs> the year is nineteen nine. The year is nineteen ninety five. Start the timer. The year is nineteen ninety five. Okay, America is a Twitter with a summer blockbuster film. You know, we get like Jurassic Park in nineteen ninety three. You know, I think we'd soon see Matthew God Matthew Broderick fighting Godzilla on the streets of New York. You know, America. This was like the peak. I think Godzilla of came the, out a lot sooner than that. Godzilla was a late nineties movie. Okay. Well, the Matthew Broderick. Oh, okay. Movie. Okay, that's oh, not part. Of, that's not part of the genre. If you're just gonna interrupt me, all right. Um, <laughs> Godzilla is based off the bombing of Hiroshima. I just really better just restart the timer because now we're just halfway through my nope, my, 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 time, my speaking time. Well, I'm gonna go through now. Um, so okay. Anyway, so 1995, we get the uh, the, the movie The Congo. It's based on a lovely book by uh, Michael Crichton. Um, well, no, I'm just taking your phone away. Um, all right. Anyway, it's the same guy that wrote Jurassic Park. It is. It is. Yeah. Crichton. Yeah, Crichton. Whatever. In this in this movie, you know, we're we're thrown amongst the inner goings of a of a evil tech company who's interested in these uh, ultra powerful diamonds in Africa, and so they're you know Love they're diamonds, baby. yes they're observing their team you know out in uh, you know out in Africa and they find this mine and all of a sudden the you know they're finding these diamonds and all of a sudden the camera goes dead and people are like screaming and you know every, you know and like you know you know what's happening you know and they. You know, they see like another little camera angle, and like everyone's body is uh, all all torn up, and uh, so they got to send a team in to the Congo uh, to get them, right? So we have our expedition of people who basically kind of like land in 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 Africa, and amongst them is a ape named Hamulka. 
I believe. Which Hamolka. Cameron Hamolka? Hamolka. Paul Hamolka. Who is the Ken and Barbie killer? Captain Hamolka. Paul, Paul Bernardo and Karen Hamolka. Derailing me again. Um, anyway. I think you're way past so, 60 seconds. Anyway, this guy, so anyway, this guy brings this gorilla along who's been training to like be able to like speak and talk and work with the humans, okay? This, that, that, so this, it's like Rampage. Somewhat, yeah, somewhat. Um, anyway, so they go through like this, like kind of like just adventure, trying to get to this mine. It's it's a whole lot of fun. There's this great scene where they uh, are trying to get trying uh, across this lake, and they're these big ass like hippos, you know. Ter- the whole movie should have been, been about hippos. So there's go on YouTube and look up Congo hippo scene. It is awesome. You know, it's like it's like the movie. It's like the movie Jaws. Welcome to Jumanji. It's like the movie Jaws, but instead of a shark, it's a hippo. Anyway, point is, movie been should have been about hippos. Would have been better. Anyway, they eventually get to this mine and they find these all these like ancient gorillas who like start killing everybody. And it turns like they start reading these hieroglyphics, and it turns out like the you know the past civilizations at this mine used to be obsessed with these diamonds, and they trained these gorillas to like tear anyone apart who like tries to come take these like precious oh, precious diamonds so they have like gorilla security guards basically gorilla security guards and attacking everyone and like and like yeah like i guess homolka kind of protects them and like kind of sacrifices her life or the you know whatever you know just another gorilla if you ask me you know oh, and uh ultimately they defeat the gorillas there is a little bit of weird tech stuff where they take one of the diamonds and they like put it in like a laser oh, cool. and they start blowing up the gorillas which i think is a great scene um <laughs> And uh, that's kind of how they win, if I'm remembering this right. You know. Well, that was way over. Yeah. You know, anyway, um, you know, well, Grace has interrupted me several times, so who who knows how long I've been talking, really? Mm-hmm. And um, so anyway, I'm gonna give this one uh, 2.75 stars. It kind of drags, you know. As you can see, I actually have very little say about the actual plot of this movie, which kind of speaks to like the actual content of it. Um, really, what you could do is you just watch that um, hippo scene on YouTube. Thank you for your summary. It was very brief, very concise. That, at first, I thought was going to go lion-themed, and I thought it was going to be, like, the, the story of, like, the man-eating lions of Sabo. Remember hearing about that? Why would I talk about that? Yeah. It's not yeah. a movie. No, it's a, it's a real thing that happened. Yeah, but the, this is Forrest's movie corner. Okay. Well, you know? I, thought, I thought it was going to be a movie that was maybe, we're, like, we're, loosely based on this. Where Forrest gets to try, try to talk about the, you know, his, his wonderful we'll movies of his childhood, and everyone, everyone just pushes it down his throat, you know? You're pushing movies down our throats. I'm enriching people, what? you know. No one's <laughs> even heard. Ear holes. No one's even mo- heard of this movie, you know. I have. You've mentioned it before. You know. You know. It's a very funny thing about movie economics. This thing was considered a bomb at the time because it made 150 million dollars on a 52 million dollar budget. How do you know? Wow. Um, Princess Bride. And uh, but it was considered a bomb at that time. Nowadays, that would probably be considered, you know, a tremendous success. You know. It's like basically triple your. Cost or whatever. factor in marketing and stuff like that. Point is, I would say that's a very profitable uh, movie in, in, in today's, uh, you know, weird, screwed up Hollywood scheme, you know? Barbie has just passed The Dark Knight as being, like, the most profiting, like, Warner Brothers picture. That's wild, you know? Yeah. Greta Gerwig just, you know, <laughs> Christopher Nolan again. I, you know, I'm sure they're both, you know accomplished directors, you know. I don't know anything about those two people. I just read it today on the old Twitter machine. Greta Gerwig and Christopher Nolan, they they both sound like very mean children in like Charles Dickens' book. They do. Yeah. Well, 
In 2000, yeah. So in 2006, the Davises put a sign in their front yard to free Mo and went to the Superior Court in Panoma, California to get the city of West Covina to honor their 2002 settlement requiring the city to purchase a home in Baldwin Park for them. So they never got their money, apparently. The court ruled that West Covina should pay the Davises monthly for Mo's housing and travel expenses. Mo disappeared in the summer of 2008 from the ranch that he was moved to after this attack. And this apparently was like a ranch for like performing animals called Jungle, Jungle Exotics in San Bernardino. So construction workers report seeing Mo at a home in the area and other witnesses report seeing him moving towards the mountains. The Davises hired a helicopter to aid in the search and authorities searched San Bernardino National Forest, but the 42-year-old chimp at the time was never found. And I guess chimps can live 55 to 60 years. So Mo could still be out there. So when did he go missing? When he was like about... In 2008. And that's when he was 39? 42. 42. So what do you think happened to him? Hmm, probably just died in the woods somewhere. Gotta eat my mountain lion. But like, how'd he get out? Yeah. Uh-huh, he escaped. I mean, isn't it like kind of dubious that their monkey would just like get out of this? Like a lot of people say, like they think like maybe this like sanctuary is a little shady and just like sold them to somebody and like I don't know, just be like, oh, he went missing. But he's hmm. actually, you know, I don't know, got sold. To maybe somebody, some like black market chip exchange. You know, just maybe this, you know, this sanctuary saw that basically through their sociopathic love of owning this chimp this man had just been brutally assaulted you know and maybe they just thought like let's just help this guy out and let's just move this thing two towns over he still loved mo you know did mo love him maybe yeah he was excited when he saw him he was just kind of chilling there watching his face get eaten you know they actually talked about that in one article that like mo probably i was in his cage he couldn't do anything but he also like would probably have been very shocked by what he was seeing you know Mo's an only chip. Look, it's not like I... Well, it's not like I, you know, really hate, you know, apes and chimps on a personal level. You've been talking a lot of turds about them. Well, okay. Well, okay. It's not that I hate them. Hate's a strong word. I just don't like them on a personal level. You're scared of them. No, no, no. It'd be more honorable to admit your fear. I'm also, yeah, well, I'm also terrified of them, but I also don't like them, you know? It's like, um... I don't like spiders, I'm scared of them. It's like, uh, you know, but, but it's like, um, it's like, it's, it's like the Undertaker. I don't like the Undertaker. I'm also afraid of the Undertaker. I don't want, I don't want him to, like, come, like, beat me up, you know? Anyway. Mm-hmm. He's also, a, you know, classic, you know, anyway, a terrible, terrible villain, you know, in, in the wrestling scene. Yeah, I mean, it's just a wild animal. You shouldn't have you a should goddamn not. boa constrictor in your house. No. You shouldn't own an ape. You know. But we have dogs and cats. Small cats. Domestic cats. Yeah. Look at Snooky. Look at this thing. Yeah. He'll die in three days if we forget about him. He cowers if I speak too loud. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Well, speaking of why we shouldn't keep wild animals, I found another little short tidbit while I was doing research that I wanted to quickly talk about because it's very interesting. So, have you ever heard of the Zanesville Exotic Animal Massacre? Hmm. I'm going to take that as a no. So, Terry Thompson owned the Muskegon County Animal Farm in Zanesville, Ohio. Terry was a Vietnam War veteran and lifelong collector of exotic animals. He was an animal handler on Wild Kingdom, which I guess was a TV show, maybe, in 2008, and even provided Heidi Klum with a lion cub for a photo shoot. The farm was frequently reported for mistreating the animals due to inadequate housing and lack of food and water for the exotic animals. 
Neighbors also complained that animals would escape due to improper fencing from time to time. So, Terry Thompson, our exotic animal collector, set 50 of his animals loose before shooting himself on October of 2011. Thompson never let his motives be known, but he was in debt in, a, in an estranged marriage and was on house arrest after a year in prison for a gun charge. The So his life was kind of not going great. But he never explained why he, you know, died by suicide and let Are we sure out. he died by suicide or are we certain that he didn't, like one of these apes didn't get out, shoot, shoot him in cold blood, and that, then proceed to let, that let the rest of term. the animals out? I'm not know? sure. Anyway, on this October day, police were informed after a 911 call around 5 p.m. from a local woman reportedly sounding a little annoyed, saying, there's a bear and a lion out right up behind us. And then she said, they're chasing Terry's horses. So the police received more reports of animals running loose at Thompson's property off Kotchak Road. The first officer responded to the scene and was quickly approached by a bear. The officer fired with his handgun and more officers responded to the scene. So, they quickly realized that this was a little wild situation. Terry let loose lions, tigers, bears, wolves, and other animals that were hunted down by police before they could inflict harm on the community. The search for the animals continued from Tuesday evening into Wednesday. Schools were closed for the day and people were warned to stay in their homes. Officers ultimately ended up killing 48 animals and two more were presumed to be eaten by the other animals. Officers killed, ready for this one? Get your list out. 18 Bengal tigers, 6 black bears, 2 grizzly bears, 2 wolves, 1 macaque, monkey, 1 baboon, 3 mountain lions, and 17 African lions. That's a, that's a lot. That's a whole Barnum and Bailey circus. That's a lot of yeah. them. So a veterinarian from the Columbus Zoo responded and attempted to use a tranquilizer on a loose Bengal tiger. He came within 15 to 20 feet of the tiger when the animal was shot, but it then became aggressive and it had to be shot and killed ultimately. So a lot of people, like after this happened, were very like angry that they used didn't use tranquilizers, but they came out and said that tranquilizers were impractical in this situation because they take like time to set in and actually like put the animal down, you know, and have to be like adjusted for size and like type of animal if they want to be used properly. Because I mean, if you too much, I think you just kill them anyway. Yeah. And if you like don't use enough, then they're still just running around mauling people. I mean, you're also just like walking around and there's just like tigers and gorillas and everything's like it all hell's breaking loose like you're literally in classic 1995 movie the congo at that point you exactly. know which in and as, as we saw in gorillas in this situation as we saw in congo you don't use trank darts you you take that glock out and you start you you just you just start spraying <laughs> you use you know? a rare diamond and you make a laser yeah so a small grizzly three leopards and a couple monkeys were left inside their enclosures and they were sent to the columbus zoo after the release so this incident was the inspiration for ohio's exotic animal laws so I guess Terry Thompson was kind of a mystery to the community. He sort of seemed like a little, little crazy. Uh, but he was well known by law enforcement who responded to his property 35 times since 2004. He had been raising exotic animals since 1977 when he bought a lion cub named Simba. Not very creative. For his life's birthday, or his wife's birthday, Thompson was convicted on animal cruelty charges before and he always pushed the envelope with animals. So at the time release, owning exotic animals wasn't illegal in Ohio, but now Ohio's exotic animal laws, which took effect in 2014, or prohibit like ownership of a lot of species mm. like this. 
So, however, these laws, similar to laws in other states now, I guess grandfather in owners if they agree to like up their standards, mm -hmm. get permits, whatnot. So these laws focus now on public safety, but are a model for legislation across the country. But there's still just people out there with these, you know, animals that can just eat you. Yeah. Very scary. It's a real, it's a real shame, you know. Send them all back to Australia where they belong. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. You know. You're right. They're all from Australia. Look, have you have you seen rescuers down under? Have you seen Kangaroo Jack? I actually have. You know. Mysterious. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm a mysterious. Mysterious movie. Yeah, mysterious. Kangaroo movie. Jack and. Oh, but it, but it did have uh, just the whole Steve Irwin situation. I don't trust Australian animals. Kangaroo Jack. Punch you in the face and then stab you in the heart. Did have Jerry O'Connell. Well, that's good. Yeah, and if you. If you know who Jerry O'Connell is, then good for you. If you don't, that's all right. When we were talking about Men in Black earlier, I just knew that the guy's name you listed wasn't Will Smith, so it is it's, you know, process Tommy of elimination, there's Lee two characters. Jones, yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that was all I had for this week. I'll put my sources in the, the, the notes. Okay. Do you have any announcements, you know? Just closing out on your, your ape hate for this episode. Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think what I said will stand on its own. I, you know, I feel like I don't need to wrap it up so much as I just need to say, you know, you've been warned. Um, From a very unprofessional opinion. Oh, on, you know, unprofessional. Our, our closest, you know, species I'm, relatives. I'm a, I'm a professional at just staying alive, and I know that that means stay Stay the hell away from vapes, and frankly, as this you should, uh, you should actually stay away from as this Saint James person has shown, it's uh, it's good advice. But anyway. I'm currently researching, um, oh. you know, a topic, trying to really bring some in intrigue to this show. Yes, you we know? will have a special edition forest episode where we will flip figurative seats because we do not have established seats. But if we did, we would be swapping seats. Mm -hmm. And I'm just gonna sit back and relax. Yeah, yeah. So, Sounds kind of fun. You know. Yep. Well, yep. uh, that was all we had. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.